Hello, welcome to the sound of the start of your weekend. The Not The Top 20 podcast betting show, which is sponsored by Betfair. This podcast talks about betting. George and I are making picks ahead of the EFL weekend. Therefore, we are recording a podcast very strictly for over 18s only. We ask that everyone listening and anyone thinking about having a bet this weekend or any time to be gamble aware, understand the risks that come with gambling. Head to begambleaware.org for more information, for support. If you think you need it, never be betting more than you can afford to lose. Never chase your losses. Those are the messages from myself, Ali Maxwell, and him, George Ellick. You all right, mate? Hello, mate. Yes. Good. You? I'm, I'm excited. I'm feeling quite good carbonated fizzy it would be the word i think is that everything all right down there yeah everything's fine down there up here all over we've got a couple of holidays putting the holiday in bank holiday in fact you've got a a once in a lifetime trip golfing in america and i've got Mm a once a year trip cricket tour somewhere normally random and european this year slovenia i feel like regular listeners to the show over the last couple of years will know that we've both got married in the last kind of 16 months and we'll be asking how on earth we're both going away for a weekend during the football season to go to play golf in america play cricket in slovenia but we are so there we have it because we have luckily our wives don't listen to the podcast that's that's fine they're not gonna know we have happy healthy relationships based on trust communication give and take and this weekend give and take there's also a not 0% chance that my ragtag bunch of mates that we call a cricket team might be playing the Slovenian national cricket team. We're sort of wow. 50% sure we might be playing them in a T20, which is amazing. And I can't wait to see who they're going to have. What What are we thinking? Josip Ilicic in at three, maybe Jan Oblak behind the sticks. Mm, I think Oblak's a bowler, mate. Robert Cotteron. Why are you pigeonholing people that wear gloves into one category? Valtim- Robert Cotteron, interesting. He'd be a, a sort of Ian Bell type, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Technically Val- very gifted. Valter Bierce opening the bowling. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. Um, last week on the betting show was mixed. Our double lay was a good thing. Uh, Oxford did not beat Morecambe. But uh, no hiding from the fact that other than Accrington DMB being a, a push, your stake back to you, sir. Um, a, a few more <laughs> losers for you. Your start to the season, it's it's not quite Rochdale on zero points. <laughs> but maybe it's Burton, one point from five games. Yeah, my um, form this season has been terrible. Uh, f- five draws and one defeat in my next, next best. I um, can only apologise. We know that this is a, you know, it's over the course of the season. We're not after short-term profit, but long-term success. You've got to trust the process. And hopefully some people out there have been reading our betting.betfair column because that has been very profitable. Some Some big wins on... Conway scoring on Sunday was a big one and a bet builder as well. That was about 15 to one. So fingers crossed some people who are back in these, uh, but do go and check those out. Although hopefully we'll put it right here fairly soon. I got a nap up and a next best up, which I was very pleased about. Posh beating Lincoln 4-0 yes. uh, and Ipswich beating Shrews to nil, uh, which was yeah 3.4. So that was a nice winner. Uh, Troy Parrott did not score for us. Goals bet no good either, but the double lay was up. What's your nap this weekend? What's your best bet of the bank holiday EFL slate? My best bet is Baggies to go to Huddersfield and beat them. Uh, it's even money, even money away game, away team uh, this season, given we've seen such a, a high proportion of home teams winning, is a lively way to go. Um, but I think this is my best bet. West Brom have started the season 
in terms of performance levels pretty well. Uh, although it has to be said, their five-two win over Hull was their their first win so far of the season. Um, but I think we've seen a fairly high performance level from them over the course of the of the season so far. I think they've been pretty impressive uh, in terms of creating chances. Carlin Grant has missed a fair few of them, but I think we are seeing the, the you know the new players in, in Jed Wallace and John Swift um, making a, a pretty sizable impact, and, and they're not conceding many chances either. You know they are, I think, as at the very worst, a rock solid championship team uh, as it stands at the moment, and that's kind of played out in the XG too, where they're you know they're not particularly uh, proficient going forward, but they have conceded six goals so far from three point four seven open play XG, so they are conceding more than they really deserve to. Uh, and I think we've seen a couple of games, the, the one that really stands out, of course, being the home game against Watford, where they've deserved all three points but haven't uh, managed to get them. So I think they're in decent nick and their opposition, Huddersfield, we cannot say the same about them. Despite a a better win and a, and a better performance in the home game against Stoke a couple of weeks ago. Um, and they were actually, you know, despite going 2-0 down early on against uh, Norwich, um, when it looked like they were going to get trounced they you know they uh, and they then had a man sent off they came back into the game and only lost it 2-1 but I think I've seen enough so far in terms of how bad they can be the opening day against Burnley being a key example um, the one time that they played uh, one of the better teams in the division who are probably comparable to, to West Brom they were they were battered 1-0 and then the the game after that against Birmingham where they went to Birmingham and, and were well beaten again only really coming into the game at at 2-0 down. Too many question marks for me about them. Uh, I think we are still seeing that Danny Schofield, understandably, isn't Carlos Corboran and the loss of Corboran is a, is a big deal. Um, they didn't play last week. I think it's too early in the season to think that their postponed game against the Coventry makes much of an impact. Uh, Tom Lee's missing, of course, after his red card. Doesn't help either. Um, so just big concerns around, around Huddersfield. I think if we see West Brom put in a similar level of performance as they did against Hull. Um, and as they have done basically over the course of the season, they've got more than a 50% chance of winning this one. Um, so yeah, even money baggies to beat Hull's my nap. Okay, mine is in the championship as well. Millwall to beat Reading at home this weekend, 17 to 20. With the Betfair Sportsbook is 1.85 in the decimal. Uh, it's a Millwall side who have two wins from two at home this season. A Reading side with two defeats from two away games now Millwall the Den classic tough place to go traditionally a strong home team these are the sorts of cliches that gets that get trotted out that we either try and avoid or at least quantify to make sure that they are true so I thought it was only fair that I did that rather than just saying the Den's a tough place to go um I'd done some done some research haven't I um looking at, at Millwall's recent home form and yes they are still good it is still a very tough place to go and the majority of teams who go there in the league lose to Millwall um I went back to when Gary Rowett was appointed in October 2019 I thought that was only fair I thought it was also fair to to remove games that took place behind closed doors which was the last five home games in 1920 and the whole of 2021 because uh, home fans we know and it has been proven uh, empirically uh, impact on performance and results. So by my reckoning under Gary Rowett in front of fans at the Den, 37 home league games, 20 wins, 54% win rate, uh, 11 draws and just six defeats. So uh, wins there the majority of time at home, just about. Uh, and they're playing against the Reading side who are also pretty good at home under Ince since he took tech caretaker charge. 
Uh, six wins, one draw, three defeats. That's been the cornerstone of keeping them up last season and in their good start to this campaign. But away from home under Ince, one win, two draws, six defeats. Uh, they have not been as good on their travels. Now, uh, set piece is going to be a big factor as ever in a Millwall game. Reading have done okay defending set pieces up to this point this season. It won't surprise you to hear that I think Millwall can still have some joy on that front. Their players... Man-to-man, if you line up the, the likely starting 11s here, are stronger in the air than Reddings. Uh, more of them who are more strong in the air. And I think that a lot of this game will be played in the air because both teams are amongst the most direct teams in the league in, in terms of how they like to play in possession. Millwall will keep coming and keep coming at Reading. We know that. They had a big comeback in their last home game against Coventry, 2-0 down and won it 3-2. Uh, just check out the bench options from their last league games. Millwall from the bench, Volkslammer, Fleming, Bradshaw, three attacking players, Shackleton, uh, Jake Cooper, Charlie Cresswell run, was on the bench as well. Uh, and Reading's options from the bench were Lucas Schwau, who may well start here and that would be a boon for them. And then six players aged 19 or under. They are thin at the moment. Uh, in goal for Reading, well, Lumley couldn't play in the last game against Borough because they were his parent club. Buzanis came in. Kept a clean sheet. So will it be Buzanis? Will Ince back Lumley? If he does, absolutely fabulous for this pick. <laughs> Millwall home win. Well done. 17 to 20, 1.85. I'm fizzing. I'm fizzing, George. Next best. My next best was going to be my nap, but I've, I've watched the price just tumble in the kind of the 24 hours since I did my research yesterday. So, you know, as a slave to the value, I've, I've had to downgrade and become my next best. But it's Bradford to beat crew at home at three to four. They opened up on Monday, I think at 11 to 10, then even money, 10 to 11, five to six, now three to four. And, and I'm I'm happy to, to, to chuck a point on it despite the, the price going, because I do think there's probably still a, a smidgen of value there. I think Bradford have been trending in the right direction so far this season. They've been pretty good uh, going forward, but most impressively, they've been unbelievably miserly in terms of their defensive output, um, teams struggling to create anything of note against them. Their total expected goals from open play against so far this season is just 1.19. That's nearly half a goal better than anybody else in the whole league. Uh, they've conceded two goals from that. From set pieces, not quite as, as good, uh, 1.66 uh, against, but again, they've conceded three goals there. So they've conceded five goals from about 2.5 expected goals. So despite their decent start to the season, uh, I think they their defensive record will improve and we're seeing fairly regularly that they are um, a good attacking side as well. Um, and as I say, they look to be heading in the right direction. Recent results, their 3-1 win against Hartlepool in the early kickoff. They were decent in midweek as well against a, a good Blackburn side in defeat, losing 2-1. <clears throat> we saw them at home beat Newport 2-0 and also beat Championship side Hull in the first round of the Carabao Cup too. So their form at Valley Parade is, is very good. Uh, and with Crew, there seem to be a lot of teams this season who are, who are big Jekyll and Hyde teams who seem to be very good at home and a completely different side away from home. And I think we're about to talk about a couple of those when it comes to our, our lays in a second. And we're going to try and buck the trend there. But here, you know, Crew have been pretty solid at home so far this season. At worst, really, they, they beat Harrogate 3-0. They beat a, a good Sutton side 1-0. And last time out, uh, due to all at home to, to I think, title favourites at the moment, uh, Northampton. But away from home, they've only had two games. Oh, they had three games, I should say. On opening day, they beat Rochdale 2-1. I think we can peg Rochdale down as, as comfortably the worst team in the division at, at the moment. So not a great deal to be read into that. And then their other two games, they've lost on an aggregate of 7-0. 
yes, one of them is in the cup against Grimsby, but it's a League Two Grimsby, and a 3-0 defeat at Salford as well. So uh, not a team who look particularly good on their travels, travelling to a Bradford side who I think are, are on their way up. And, and I think, um, yeah, Crew's home form maybe clouds the uh, the judgment when it comes to them. And mm. you know, with, with Bradford being such a, a solid defensive side and Crew, um, you know, if you look at their expected goal numbers, they've scored eight goals this season, five from open play, uh, 2.66 expected goals for. Um, they've only had six shots from set pieces and they've scored three of them. Uh, 0.3, the, the expected goals for from set pieces. So they've scored eight goals so far this season from an expected under three and Bradford, the reverse, they've been very solid defensively and conceded too many. So it's kind of a perfect XG match. I think that's probably why the price has gone over the course of the last couple of days because I'm not the only person that looks at this stuff, but at three to four, happy to uh, to try and um, break the duck this season and, and get one in. Following you from champ to league two, uh, Carlisle, my next best, 13 to 10 at home to Gillingham. This weekend, uh, we backed them as our double nap in their last home game, a one-all draw with Swindon. Fair to say that did not put me off, despite it not being a winner um, on balance of play. They should have won that game and missed some huge chances in it. So uh, I guess by going back to the well, this is approaching stancey territory in the year of the stance. But I must say the stance is, is that Carlisle are pretty good rather than absolutely unbelievable um better than five points from their four games suggests i think so it's not the most dogmatic stance i've had this year uh, but it's strong enough for this next best at 13 to 10 uh, they lost at stevenage last saturday carlisle i don't think there's any huge shame or, or or in in that or most pertinently any relevance really to this game i think it's going to be um very very different in the way that it goes and the way that it looks their shape looks good uh, we were told Paul Simpson was going to have this team very well coached and those that told us that were right from what I've seen. The mm. uh, the shape looks excellent. The wingbacks back and armour giving them good attacking output, which is what you want to see when you're playing a three at the back system. But not every team achieves that. Um, they look solid in midfield. And, and then with Gibson, who is an, a sort of on and off creator, skillful type, um, Omari Patrick, who has who has X factor, but probably isn't showing it uh, at the moment, but is, is kind of warming up into the season. And the best player so far has been a real pleasant surprise. That's Christian Dennis, their striker, who is absolutely on one. Dennis has scored in all five appearances this season, at one goal in each league game and in the Carabao Cup first round as well. As an aside, I think Dennis is being a little bit overlooked at the moment in the top goal scorer market. Um, but for this game, it's exactly what you want. A striker bang in form, a team that is putting chances on a plate for him in good areas. He scored two with his head. He's very, very good in the air, but he's also had two or three really nice um, footed finishes. Is that a phrase? <laughs> it is now. Uh, they're up against a Jills team who are, have been poor in almost every game this season. So um, they've played five games in the league. They have scored one goal, Jills, and that was a, a Scotty Cash get header from a set play against Rochdale, who are the only team in the EFL who've lost every single game this season. Away from home, 2-0 defeat against Wimbledon. Opening day, I was there. They were out of ideas, desperate, really. And then a 3-0 reverse at Tranmere as well. They had a game in the week against Exeter in the Carabao Cup, Jills. Um, I'd say five of their starters probably played there, so half of a first team. They won on penalties. Um, they then have to finish well, finish the week with a, a, a coach trip to Cumbria from Kent, which I don't think sounds that that fun. Whereas Carlisle, not involved in midweek, just chilling, recovering, training, preparing. Uh, I think Paul Simpson will have them ready for this more so than Neil Harris's Jill. So hopefully ready to take no mercy uh, and extend Jill's pour away uh, streak. 
Carlisle, my next best at 13 to 10. Don't forget, it's bet 10, get two on the Betfair Sportsbook, which means if you bet £10 on EFL Ackers this season, you'll get a £2 free bet. You can find the exact terms and conditions in the description of this podcast. That's the Bet 10, get two offer with the Betfair Sportsbook. Well, following on from last week's success, Mm. laying Oxford United, George, it turns out we've fallen on the same pick again. Double lay in League One. Derby, Derby, home to... Posh, I've laid them at 1.97. This is a case of what I was saying, Jekyll and Hyde teams, uh, home and away. Um, Derby have been uh, very good uh, at home so far this season. Um, they have been very, very poor away from, well, I say very poor, they just, they haven't scored a goal away from home. Um, so their record at home is played 2-1, 2, scored 3, conceded 1. Uh, their record away from home um, is uh, played 3, drawn 1, lost 1. Uh, scored zero, conceded one. So you can see there um, just how stark a difference, uh, a pretty uh, low margin team at the best of times anyway. Peterborough, on the other hand, away from home, played 2-1-1, lost one. Uh, the win was on opening day uh, when they beat Cheltenham 3-2, having been 2-0 down a half-time, a game we've spoken quite a lot about. But Peterborough at home, um, I mean, Peterborough at home are thus far the best team we've seen in League One. Uh, they played three games at home. They've won all three. Their goals for is nine and their goals against is zero. Um, and I think maybe in terms of the prices itself with Derby being odds on, too much is being made of that. Um, one of the uh, one of the away games we've seen so far from Posh was on opening day, as I mentioned, even though they won that game. Um, but I think it, it might just be time rather than home away bias that is the key thing here, where I think we've seen a, a much better posh side in the two home wins over Sheffield Wednesday and Lincoln. We've seen uh, Clark Harris and Marriott developing a really good partnership up front. And, and I think it's basically more likely that a continuation of that form uh, will come here uh, up against Derby on Saturday at Pride Park rather than, than them reverting to their away, um, to, you know, the team we've seen so far away from home. Uh, Derby's home form has been good. They've beaten Oxford and Barnsley, both by a solitary goal. Neither display or performance was particularly dominant nothing like the kind of dominance we've seen from Peterborough so far so I've backed Posh over three to one but I think in terms of the most vulnerable team who are kind of even money or odds on um, yeah I think you are if, if you're betting on Derby um, at, it, at a shade of odds on or evens um, you are really going hard at there being a, a huge drop off in performance from Peterborough purely on the basis of them being away from home Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think with such a small sample size and the fact that the home games come later in the season, I am not willing to do that and I'm willing to go the other way. Yeah, all, all to say on top of this is, is Derby have been playing some good stuff. Um, Rossini's tactics are looking pretty nice. Good build up from the back, very clear philosophy. But it's hard to say they're looking unbelievably sharp, dynamic. They haven't put it all together yet. Uh, really in a game they're struggling to finish off chances pretty wasteful finishing so far from Collins most egregiously but outside of him as well uh, Mendes Lang's probably been the most potent goal threat um, and and yeah I'm not ready to write Posh off as an away side just yet just like you I, I actually think just comparing the squads and the likely starting 11s I think that Posh have more legs, more dynamism compared to Derby. Uh, I certainly think they have the stronger bench as well. So much happier to be on the side of Peterborough here. Derby looked pretty susceptible to counter-attacks in the game that I was at uh, at the Valley against Charlton. And Posh can certainly exploit that. Um, I've no doubt they can hurt Derby. So exactly the same 
logic as you really very happy to lay a price at just a, a shade of odds on you know you're getting essentially posh double chance at even money or just a tiny bit better and, and that easily stands out as the value play for me here so another double lay hoping for the same result as last week's uh, successful double lay what about a goals pick mate yeah for those who listen to the monday show um i i said there that i thought it was a matter of time until we saw loads of goals at preston i'll do this very quickly because i don't want it to be a repeat but looking at the expected goals data the, the three nils that the three nil nils that preston have had is is totally mad um, they've created 4.48 xg from open play so far this season scored once created 1.78 from set plays and conceded zero times um and then at the other end um they are yet to concede a goal despite conceding uh, over 4.5 uh, expected goals so an incredibly mean defense built on not a great deal and then a very blunt attack built on quite a good proficient attack and unable to put the ball in the back of the net um cardiff themselves are a, a pretty um you know they're not the most attacking side it's not an ideal uh team for them to be playing i guess in that respect um especially because cardiff have been stronger at home but I, I still just think that you know we're getting a decent price because of that we're getting 29 to 20 so nearly six to four i mean that is as big a price as you're probably going to see for a um for an overs and it is mainly built based on the fact that Preston's games have been so low scoring, even though on the balance of play, it's been wrong that they have been effectively. And uh, I saw it mentioned on the NTT20 betting squad on, on our level of community earlier today by Hugh Davis, the ketchup bottle where, um, you know, maybe when you keep banging it, suddenly loads of them are going to fall out. And that's that what I'm hoping is going to happen here. That was my analogy last week. Oh. It was literally the title right. of the podcast last week, mate. So, Well, you. mate, I don't listen. I'm, I'm here for them. I'm literally in it. So unlike you, I don't listen to them all back afterwards. Well, my goal scorer pick is from that game. And if there's ever a reason to repeat a pick, it's Parrot. Because I didn't really want to do this, if I'm honest. I did not want to do I had no intention of doing this. But he's 4-1 to one to score any time for Preston at Cardiff. And it does just repair... What am I talking about? It bears repeating that Parrot has had the third most shots in the league the highest XG total in the championship without scoring a goal. Maybe there's some defect. Maybe he's just lacks a little bit of composure. Maybe he's snatching at chances a little bit. Maybe there's some gene that he's missing that other goal scorers have, the mythical goal scorer gene. I don't buy it. I don't believe that. I've watched all of his shots this season and there's no defect. He's just as likely, I think, to, if he took all of those shots again, have two or three goals in five games rather than the zero goals that he has. So um, four to one to score here in a game that Preston have have every chance of winning in a game that you've just said you expect to have a fair few goals. If you look across the whole championship, all 12 fixtures I looked at, the only other championship strikers, like proper starting number nines that are four to one or longer are Shane Long of Reading, who may not start anyway. There's definitely a question mark there because of Lucas Schwau coming back. And Sinclair Armstrong of QPR, who, again, probably won't start, might take the place of Lyndon Dykes, who's on poor form. And then, interestingly, Michael Obafemi, who we both spent the, the most part of, well, the last few months of last season saying was underrated by the bookmakers. And that doesn't seem to have been change maybe still is albeit i'm not touching him at the moment because he's not in great form and, and swans has have a tough game but you know i think it's probably a waste of time comparing prices or spending too much time comparing prices but i will just say parrot four to one to score 
uh, this weekend anytime. Aidan Flint, centre-back, is 5-1 to one to score. So um, it doesn't make sense to me based on Parrot's first five games. I think it's think it's wrong and i think we can benefit from that so that's why he's my goal scorer pick again at four to one uh, and my goals pick is wimbledon barrow btts no at even money uh I've, I've just been struggling to be honest with you with the goals category and how to best to approach it and how i want to approach it and where i think i can find some sort of value or process whatever you want to call it i've, I've decided to just go statsy here in an attempt to get one up um and league two is a division where currently through five game weeks BTTS is at 46%. So BTTS no is at 54%. Goals per game is around 2.3. So it's just a little bit lower than you'd expect at the moment. Um, so um, I, I, I normally try and pick games that I think will be open and have goals. And this week I wondered whether it might be easier to work out those that won't. So purely statsy here. I landed with Wimbledon Barrow because both teams are below the League 2 average for open play shots taken and open play shots faced. So both below the average in terms of shots on an attacking and in terms of, of what they're facing. Um, and it's a similar story in XG terms. So I, I'm not going to bother going further here and adding more flowery bits. I spoke at length about Barrow on the Monday pod. Anyway, um, I pur- purposefully decided to approach this in a kind of statsy way. So it is a small sample size. It's probably stupid to do this, but as I mentioned, this category is living rent-free in my head at the moment. So um, this is my approach. Wimbledon Barrow, BTTS, no, even money. Every category is living rent-free in my head at the moment, mate. So, um, <laughs> yeah. The Betfair Bet Builder, as you know, allows you to combine selections easily into one bet. With Betfair's popular Bet Builder, you can easily add trending uh, EFL Bet Builder selections to your bet slip in just one tap. And if you're on the, the Betfair Sportsbook app on your phone, um, you can't miss the popular Bet Builders on the app. So that's the Betfair popular Bet Builder. And we just need a goal scorer from you. I'm going to put up Josh Sargent to score anytime at 9-4. to um, He's playing... Instead of Tamir Puki at the moment, he will play yet again um, in this game, in the early game, uh, in the championship um, between uh, Sunderland and Norwich on Saturday. Norwich going to the Stadium of Light. We know that Sunderland's games this season are, are very exciting. I would say probably the most enjoyable team to watch as a neutral so far in the championship because they throw a lot of men forward. Um, they're scoring a lot of goals and they're pretty uh, leaky at the back. And, and I expect Sargent will start again. You know, he scored twice against... Um, in the in the win uh, against Millwall uh, last Friday night, um, he scored three and two. Now he nearly scored a hat trick. He had very nearly scored in between his two goals as well. It would be madness for for him not to to lead the line again up front here, especially with, with Puki coming back from injury still. Um, and Tamir Puki is eleven to ten to score any time, and Sargent is nine to four. Uh, I'm not saying that Sargent should be the same price as a man who's been top goal scorer in this division before, but that price discrepancy for two players will be playing who would be playing in exactly the same position in the same team, in the same role um, with Sargent off the back of three and two um, doesn't make any sense to me against, against a team who are, who are pretty leaky. So yeah, a, a strong bullish one for me um, that nine to four, even if it doesn't cop, I'm going into this fully aware and fully confident. This is value. No coincidence that you're backing an American to score the week that you are heading to the United States thereof. Where will you be on Saturday at 3 p.m.? I know it's the early game. You'll be asleep, won't you? You'll be oh, yeah, I'll wake up to it. That's fun. Wow. Wake up to a winner with George Ellick. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Um, please recap your selections before we uh, go forth 
abroad? The, the nap is West Brom at Huddersfield. Uh, the next best is Bradford at home to Crewe, laying Derby at home to, to Peterborough, over two and a half goals in Cardiff, Preston at 29-20, Sergeant anytime, 9-4. Come All on. the best sports book, except for the lay. Yeah, Let's... no, we're fine. There's no need to panic. No, it's three games in. That, that wasn't a desperate come on. That was a supportive... Mm. I'm just trying to wrap. I just, I'm just an emotional guy and I like to rouse mm. myself for things like this. Millwall, come, come to the den. 17 to 20, 1.85 to beat Reading at home is my nap. Carlisle, next best, 13 to 10. We've both laid Derby. Uh, goals, Wimbledon, Barrow, BTTS, no even money. Uh, and the goal scorer pick, Troy Parrott, 4 to 1 for Preston at Cardiff. They're all with the Betfair Sportsbook. Thanks to Betfair for your support of this podcast. Uh, heading into its second season, uh, we are loving life. Now, next week, just so you know, I know we keep banging on about these holidays. It will have a small impact on next week's schedule. There is going to be a Not the Top 20 podcast released on Monday, but it will not be your normal Monday podcast for obvious reasons so wait and see what it is we think you're going to love it we think it's going to be interesting entertaining and informative which is what we try and achieve with all of our pods um there may be some way that we can break down the weekend action but we're simply not going to make any promises at this point um george it's been a pleasure play well have an amazing time in the States. mate and you i'll be playing straight uh goodbye go well enjoy the weekend guys (laughs) 